Hello and welcome to Super Lady Hero Hour here on Fanversation. Nope, that's not where we are anymore. We're not on Fanversation. <laughs> but this is Super Lady Hero Hour. I'm Yel Teagle. I'm joined as always by KB. Hello, KB. Hello, hello. Yes, uh, as Yell just said, so we are no longer on Fanversation. We have our own YouTube channel. So please, please, please subscribe and you can get everything that you got from us at Super Lady Hero Hour here as well. So huge thank you to Fanversation uh, for everything. Absolutely. Um, we have so much to talk about today. What are we talking about? Oh my gosh. So today we have uh, more on Amazon's Invincible, that crazy, crazy, crazy finale. Plus we're also talking about the premiere of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Black Lightning's Back, The Flash, Batwoman, and of course Supergirl. But first let's get into some news, man. So we will kick it off with some sad news or what I feel like is sad news um, is, you know, Tom and Carlos are officially exiting The Flash this season, season seven. Uh, you know, Yell and I have discussed this previously because we felt like Tom was definitely leaving just kind of based on how they uh, did Wells in the uh, first three episodes of this particular season, season seven. Uh, I actually thought Carlos was going to leave a long time ago, to be quite honest. Yeah. So um, I'm not surprised, uh, but both both Tom Cavanaugh and Carlos Valdez are wildly talented individuals. Um, so I can't see, you know, I can't wait to see kind of where they go next. But yeah, it's sad because they are the first departures of series regulars, which is crazy because I'm like, I feel like most shows lose series regulars way sooner than season seven. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we neither of these are surprises, but it's it's sad. Um, you know, Wells has been a thing every season. So we've been saying since the beginning of this one, like, I don't, I don't know that this is happening. Um, and we've talked a lot about how with Chester and Carlos, they're both essentially the like, the guy, the computer guy, the tech guy. Um, so it, it makes sense that, um, that Cisco is leaving because we still have Chester. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> Listen, I wish them both the best, you know, um, and I can't wait to see what happens next. So absolutely. Uh, uh, into some WandaVision news that's pretty interesting. Uh, the original series, well, the series was going to originally feature Doctor Strange. Uh, I would have loved that as an additional cameo. Uh, everyone knows how I feel about Wanda's brother making an appearance, but man, if Dr. Strange would have come. So I guess we're going to have to wait to find out, uh, the Dr. Strange connection, uh, until we get to, it is March, 2020 now, based on that incredible, incredible video that Marvel just released this week that had me in tears. I believe it's March, 2022. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah, it was. Back. So interesting, this revelation that came out this week that Doctor Strange was supposed to be in the in the series and they ended up cutting him out because they, they felt that it wasn't necessary. Um, and because of that, they had to change things in um, the Doctor Strange film because it would have directly connected to them. And so um, they said that they didn't feel comfortable with the idea of, you know, Wanda, it's her story and her... Uh, situation that they didn't need a man to show up and tell her here's how you use like i'm gonna teach you now um so 
I love that they took him out. I do know that everyone was very excited about a cameo. And I think that it was, I think they did right cutting him out. Um, and I think that changing that, then changing what happens in his movie, um, because now they have to like, however they were supposed to connect, they have to do it now. Um, so I, I think that's fascinating. And I'm really excited that that information came to light. Yeah, and I, we're gonna see what happens. I guess how they changed it and how it how it goes. But um, yeah. next into some early renewal news. So as we know, Stargirl has season two has not actually premiered on the CW, and the CW definitely just released their summer release date. And I messaged Yell and I said, "We've got to figure this out because there are no breaks. There are literally zero breaks in the CW." They say, "Guess what?" You guys complained about production being pushed because of COVID, and now you're going to get a full year of new episodes, essentially. So Stargirl got an early renewal, which honestly I'm thrilled about because I liked that show more than I anticipated I would. Uh, and also, also so did Kung Fu. And I'm going to note Kung Fu. I don't know. Yeah, we might need to add it. It has <laughs> mystical elements. Yeah, it's like, no. we have so many shows. It has elements, I don't know if they're, I don't know. Season two might move into a superhero feel. I don't know, you know, it is martial arts, it's mysticism. There are some extra things happening behind the scenes because I'm watching the show and I'm really digging it. I don't know, they might, they might cross over. I don't know. Well, if they cross over, we'll take them. But yes, I'm very excited about Stargirl season three renewal before season two. I also was like surprised at how much I enjoyed Stargirl. Um, so I am I am here for another season, assuming season two is great, which it has to be. So it um, better yeah. be. Yes. Um, next up, Pennyworth is moving. So I adore Pennyworth. Um, mm. I actually think that this is a really good show. Um, I think it shows Alfred in just a different capacity, a different light. We get his story, you know, we get his romances, we get his rise uh, up through the ranks uh, with, the, with the Wayne family and his friendships and how that develops and, uh, you know, him being a spy, essentially. And so I actually really enjoy it. Glad it's moving to HBO Max because I feel like not a lot of people have epics. Yes. And so they don't know how to watch it and they're really missing out because it's such a good show. And epics doesn't just have Pennyworth, it also has Godfather of Harlem. Not a superhero show, but a fantastic show that's done really well. And so I'm like, I don't know, should HBO Max just buy Epics so that you can see all of the things? That would be awesome. Yeah, I think this move is really smart. All the moves to HBO Max have been really smart, like uh, Doom Patrol and Titans, I believe, and all the really all the DC Universe ones. So I think it's the right choice. Um, like you said, not a lot of people have Epics and people who do have Epics may not even know they have Epics. Like we, yeah. we've randomly on some weekends have epics all of a sudden. Um, so oh, it's because they do these and they just had one. So that's how I know they do these like random free weekends. Yeah. Single cable provider. And so you'll get to see kind of the show so they explore it. Right. But I think it's also kind of a draw to bring people in so that they call and they're like, oh, at epics. But now right. that this is going to HBO Max and to y'all's point, they actually have Superman and Lois streaming on HBO Max right now too. Right. So that they can catch kind of a different demographic and audience and hopefully, you know, that circles back to the CW. Um, so yeah, I'm like, please, I like Pennyworth, so let's do it. Yeah, we okay. have big, big news from Disney Plus. Um, for those who missed it today, 
Loki is dropping a little bit earlier. It is going to be on Wednesdays starting on June 9th. We have been, I know KB specifically has been very excited about this series. I'm so glad that not only is it coming to us earlier, but it's not on a Friday. I'm so stoked about that because that means we will be discussing it when on it Wednesday. drops. Like as soon as it happens, we will be dropping. So I'm super excited about that. One thing I am sad about though, and shout out, truly shout out to the social media team at uh, Amazon Prime because the social media team for Invincible has mm. been killing it, yeah. literally killing it. And the one thing I am gonna be sad about is they were doing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier slash Invincible Fridays. And it's like a concept that they come up with. And it was so dope to kind of see like, they were like, hey, we both drop on Fridays. We're both great superhero shows, watch us both. I actually really thought that that was great marketing and mm -hmm. branding. And so I'm like, gonna be a little bit sad. Um, you know, well, Invincible's over and probably right. back until 2023. But I'm just like, if Disney stays on the Wednesday train, then I'm like, oh man, darn it. Move, then move Invincible. <laughs> move Invincible too, we need this. Um, also coming out of Marvel, uh, production has begun on the new Blade. Uh, for those who somehow missed it, we're redoing Blade with Mahershala Ali, which is incredible. He's perfect for the role. Perfect. I'm so excited about this and production has begun. So um, I am hoping that they do the right thing and, you know, bring Wesley Snipes back in some capacity. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, you know, like... I, the original Blade movies are so good. Like, I mean, like, and I don't know a single person who does not like them, which is, is rare, you know? I only and know people who like one or, or two, two or of the three, like, gotcha. but like never all three of them. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But I just feel like he did such a great job mm -hmm. and it was actually such an iconic time yes. that there has to be some sort of connection I'm not saying, you know, we need to see Wesley Sipes in all of the Blade films that they choose to do, but we need him in this one, I feel mm -hmm. like, would, for sure. So I am hoping that that casting has been kept under wraps, but like that only because everyone knows that we're doing it. But he has to have a cameo. I'm with you. Right. Something or an integral part of the storyline. I mean, he could become, you know, yeah. like his guide. I don't care, but I think that it's important. Sad, yep. for sure. All right. Well, before we dive in, this is your full spoiler warning. You have been warned. We are going to talk about all the shows in depth. They have aired. We are spoiling. So here we go. We are starting with Supergirl. Here is the quick cap for season episode prom again. Young Kara experiences kryptonite for the first time. Nia and Brainy are trapped by invading aliens. And a young Cat Grant may be the reason Supergirl never gets out of the Phantom Zone. Woo! I like that quick cap because it sounds so mysterious and it's a better description than what happened. Um, I <laughs> would love to know your thoughts on this episode. Did you enjoy it? So, like I mentioned last week, I was like, probably going to like this episode better than last one happened, uh, mostly because it did what? Move the needle. Uh, we answered some questions. There was more action. Uh, I am sad to see Kenny go. Sad face. Um, yeah. You know, I thought that Kenny was a great addition. Um, but I am excited to see young Kara's growth. It was, though, I will say, I don't know, it was something about this episode and the way it was shot 
that like looking at young Cara was eerie because she looks exactly like Melissa. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> like this is, I just kept being confused almost like, oh it's, my gosh, they look a lot of like, like. It's amazing that you say that because this episode was directed by Kyler Lee who plays Alex Danvers. Yes. She directed okay, this. Well, she, whoever they chose as, not whoever, whoever is in casting, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Whoever casted for Young Kara, spot on. Because I was like, Young Kara, Young Cat, Young Alex, spot on, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Mannerisms, I'm like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I definitely enjoyed this episode. I mean, uh, you know, for me, it, it, I'm always, I still feel like we didn't need the other aliens. I still, right. still don't know where we're going, but it's, nice to see Kara stand up for herself and kind of take control of her life even if that meant you know kind of breaking up with Kenny um to see her reaction to kryptonite interesting um and how impressed that forward Brainy and Mia had some of their own breakthroughs um and being able to connect with young Kara as well and what that'll look like in the future sure um but I am still convinced that something that occurred there whether or not we know it yet or not um, will have a direct impact on the timeline mm -hmm. and it will skew things tremendously. And hopefully what that means is that Kenny will come back. Cause I don't like them introducing another character yes. and then just being like, meh, you know, and, a, and a, I, I love that um, we get AAPI representation. And so I'm like, I don't just want him to disappear into thin air. Like, I agree with you. Um, I, as we know, I I liked last week's episode, I believe, because I love time travel. I just didn't need it to be two part, um, which is hilarious because this episode also had its own time travel in it. And I didn't enjoy that. It like stressed me out because they were like, yup, we're going to time travel on this time line that we're currently on. And I was like, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? We all know not to do that. Um, yeah, so their choice through that was interesting. Um, I again, the, the extra aliens were so unnecessary and also were so like campy that they felt like they were on a different show. They felt like they were on a Disney Channel show. Um, which oh, is you mean so, the aliens? The aliens. Yeah, they were they were an, an odd like uh, I don't know their like lingo, how they were acted. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, I do love the idea that Young Kara is what pushed uh, Young Kara's story. Um, kind of ended up adjusting Cat's story. Um, mm -hmm. because Cat then became like a mentor to Kara. I love that. I think that's such a cute um, little cycle that they made. Um, and I did enjoy the breakthroughs um, with Brainy and uh, Mia. I love that she learned that she can take something from her dream and manifest it. That's yes. super cool. That cooper um, was amazing. It was so cute and pink. Um, obviously it was everything I love. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Why don't we rate this episode? I think we know where we're at. How did you feel? Here on uh, Super Lady Hero Hour, let me tell everybody, we rate things on a scale from poop to kittens and sometimes a spoon in between. Um, where are you at? I'm actually a kitten for this one. I liked the episode. I had a good time. It pushed the storyline forward, maybe not so much in the present, but we got to learn more and hopefully all will be revealed and we can move forward in 
the present sometime soon and know where we're headed. I think my biggest concern, well, it's always my concern, but now it's even bigger because next week is the mid-season finale. And I still have no idea where we're going with this show. Right. And by mid-season finale, the CW announced it's not coming back till late in the summer. So we also probably won't know what how the show ends until the fall. Yeah. So here we are. So what about you? How are you rating it? Um, I am obviously definitely giving it a kitten. I was invested. I was excited. I was watching it. Um, I was there. I guess my new judge, my new scale is whether I'm watching the episode or whether I'm playing on my phone while the episode plays. So this was, I watched the episode, kitten for me. (laughs) Cool. Okay. So what are your predictions for the mid-season finale? Okay, so for the mid-season finale, my predictions are that we will end the mid-season finale with Kara coming back through the Phantom Zone. I think we're done. We have to finish the Phantom Zone in this half season. That is, otherwise, what are you doing? Like, we have to. I also want to predict, I do think that Kenny has to come back in the present um, because he was, like, we just introduced this incredible character and this incredible story, and they broke up, and I think that, like, Nia or Brainy or someone will make mention of Kenny um, and Kara will be like, I, I do wonder what he's up to. And he's going to be doing something great and we'll join the super team. And that's how it's going to end is they're going to live happily ever after. That's my prediction for Kenny. But more importantly, they have to get her out of the Phantom Zone next episode. Otherwise, what are we doing? What about you? What are you predicting? Do they have to get her? I, you know, I feel like we've been predicting that they would end this Phantom Zone for weeks now. Yep. And uh, she's still there. So, uh, you know, I hope we're out of the Phantom Zone because I'm tired of it mm-hmm. uh, and I need to know where we're going. But I'm on track with you in terms of let's bring Kenny back. Let's give them another chance at love. I would love if they ended up together. Kenny right? was just so bright and so smart and emotionally intelligent and so kind and just you know, like all of the things that you should want in a healthy partnership. Yeah. That was Kenny. And I thought kudos to Cara to be able to experience something like that as a teenager, you know, whereas like most people are into adulthood still searching for that type of, you know, integrity in another human being and a partner. And so I I would love that. Um, But other than that, I know nothing because we haven't advanced the story. So um, yeah. Hopefully that happens. So let's dive in to the season six premiere of DC's Legend of Tomorrow. Here is the quick cap for ground control to Sarah Lance. After a night of celebrating their beating the fates, the legends quickly discover that Sarah is missing. Trying to keep it together, the legends are shocked to discover that she was taken by aliens. Ava sends Rory and Behrad to follow a lead on who can possibly help them find Sarah, while Constantine tries to work his magic. Meanwhile, Sarah does all she can do to try to escape, which includes releasing aliens into the timeline, but is shocked to learn who one of her kidnappers turns out to be. That was the longest quick cap on Earth. How are you feeling overall about this episode and the Zany crew being back? I'm um, a big fan of this show. I love it. And I'm so happy for it to be back. I like this Sarah storyline. I think it's interesting. Um, I like seeing the team with Ava trying to take charge. I think it was so funny when she distributed the um, 
the folders and then had her own checklist of like what they're gonna do anyway. I thought that was so perfectly spot on. This Zari and Constantine thing is not for me. Um, it's funny because last season I like remember when it started and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I didn't want it to keep going, I guess, because I'm not happy with it right now and it bores me. I love this new character of um, Spooner. I think she is amazing and I'm so excited about her staying. Um, and I loved literally at the end of the episode when Sarah releases the aliens, I watched and I went, oh, okay. Like that explains how we got this season. Thank you. <laughs> um, it was just perfect. And, and Ava's response of, only like Sarah could do this, could make this kind of mistake to help us find her. It was really amazing. I, I loved this episode. This was a perfect, perfect Legends of Tomorrow premiere. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, Legends is wild and kooky and that is kind of why you watch. And so I thought it was a good episode. I agree um, with this friends with benefit situation, uh, you know, between Constantine and I just, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't need it, you know, like I don't need it long-term. Right. Uh, but I guess we're gonna find out what that looks like, what long-term looks like. Um, yeah, Spooner's cool, um, you know, Rory is Rory 24 seven, not much is gonna change there. Uh, and so I'm curious to just kind of see how releasing the aliens kind of manifests in this timeline as we move forward in the season, what that does, kind of the repercussions. But I will say, it was adorable for Ava to find out that Sarah was going to propose um, by watching that video. I mean, it sucks surprise-wise, obviously, because uh, then also she got captured by the aliens, as we know. Yeah. But it was adorable for her to be able to find out, like, oh, oh, okay. Um, so I like the progression of their relationship. And, you know, like, Sarah has just... As Ava mentioned in this episode, she doesn't like to be alone. So, you know, there are a lot of opportunities where Sarah just is, you know, trying to find her person. And after meeting Sarah on Arrow and kind of following that story and her starting off being with Oliver and just kind of the evolution of her character, it is nice to see that she has found her person in Ava. Yeah. So I, totally I um, agree. appreciate that. Yeah. So um, I, I thought that episode was cool. Like, I mean, it's, exactly what i expected <laughs> what I guess. did you what did you think of this gary reveal that he has been an alien the whole time the whole time i know that's wild um you know i honestly did not see that coming but it actually makes sense like gary has a very uh like boxed in type personality and skill set and, and so it makes sense that he's kind of been this alien that's trying to assimilate into the legends in the way that he thinks it would work, right. but it's still quite literally an outsider in so many ways. And so um, I'm just curious to kind of see, yeah, like it took Sarah by surprise, but I really kind of feel like if Sarah would think back to all of the interactions with Gary, you'd be like, oh yeah, this kind of makes sense. So. It does make sense. I just, I don't like it. I mean, I get it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that, sure, that makes sense. But I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I I don't like it. I, I wanted I wanted him to just be this this human. Um, and so it's a bummer for me. But I'm, you know, I'm cool. Whatever is fine. It's fine. Um, here we are. I, here we are. I just, I, I would like to see the reaction of like Constantine, for example, because I'm pretty sure they were together. 
Um, yes, at some point. I mean, yeah. it's, it's actually it's getting really hard to remember who was, was with you. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, but totally. I think they were. Yeah, and and the story was that Gary was the other alien was his girlfriend. So like, I'd like to understand that triangle as well with Constantine. Um, Constantine's always in a triangle though. Let's be sure, honest. of course. I, I also, um, you know, think it was really interesting. There was a, a quick moment where they wanted to call the DEO for help. And yes. they we got a nice reminder that uh, Sarah and Alex. Alex have been together. Um, but the DEO was destroyed in 2020 is, is what they had said, because they called them in 2020. And that was, I was confused about when in the timeline that was, um, don't know. You know, it, I have no idea because sure. they they swap timelines on every show, right? So quickly, and they don't always line up. And That's, I have a feeling that the writers don't always communicate with the other writers of the other show to be like, "Hey, yeah, just for continuity's sake, where are we?" And so when that happens, it's like every single show is on their own timeline, even though they've attempted to make it into one. Right. It still fails because they still do things like this where they say one thing and you're like, that's not even accurate based on what I know. But yeah, like, it's it really it made me wish that a writer had just called up somebody and been like, hey, at what point? Just give me a year that like and we can and we, we can, can be like, that's that. when we called. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a tiny little thing, but it's kind of a bummer that they didn't think to do it. I um, mean, it makes sense, though, because what I'm saying is like your point makes sense in the yeah. sense that. We just don't know, but right. here we are. Okay, yes. so I think I know where you're headed, but how are you going to rate this episode? I'm giving it a kitten. I had so much fun. Um, I loved Sarah beating the crap out of uh, the alien. The fight sequences were cool. Spartacus is lame. Um, I. <laughs> it was, he was just lunch. It was, yeah, I loved it. We have new characters. We have new relationships. We have new drama. I like this. Sarah's the reason we now have to deal with the aliens through the timeline, which is similar to previous seasons where like somebody was responsible for the magic and like, it's perfect. Everything about it is great. And I'm so excited. I'm happy they're back. I love the show so much. What about you? Where are you rating this episode? Yeah, I'm going to give it a kid and I had a good time. It was fun. It's nice to have the gang back. I am curious to see where we're headed this season. You know, fight yeah. seasons are always good. There's always a lot of humor that I adore. Um, and, you know, seeing David Bowie, Chef's kiss, why not? So yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, where are we predicting next episode? <laughs> I'm not predicting anything because honestly, you can't predict anything on this show because they go left when you least expect it. And true. so I'm like, I don't know, you know, that we'll see the aliens again. I, I'm like, this is my prediction. I have no, I have no frame of reference. What about you? What are you predicting? I think now that, so it's Sarah and Gary, the only ones on the spaceship. And I, yes. they're going to be doing whatever they can to get back to the team. Because even though she was abducted, Gary's still helping her get back. Um, which kind of makes the abduction unnecessary, but uh, right because Gary could have just been like, "Girl, we're going somewhere." Right and, uh, here yeah. we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is is a choice. Um, yeah, I wonder. Here are my wonders. I have no predictions. Here are my wonders. I wonder if if the writing team knew from early on that Gary would be an alien. I also oh. wonder 
if at the end of last season when they decided Sarah's going to get abducted and then we're going to have aliens, if they knew what that was going to look like or what they meant. Like, I, I feel like it was a choice and then they were like, now we have to explain it. And that's how we got where we are. Um, I don't feel like any of this was prepared. That's just how I feel and I wonder about it. That's what I'm using my prediction time for. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if they prepared for it or not, but I guess we're going to find out. Um, yeah. It would be kind of cool if we could talk to them. So, you know, if the Legends Writers Room, uh, anyone from the Writers Room is watching, hit us up. We'd love to interview you, ask you a little bit about how we came up with this season. Yep. All right. Next, let us dive into the Invincible finale. Here's the quick cap for episode eight, where I really come from. Mark must prove he's become the hero he's always wanted to be by stopping an unstoppable force. What did you think of this finale? I thought it was great per usual. Um, really, really, this was actually one of the hardest episodes to watch, though, because the targeted violence against Mark, it just became a lot. Like, mm. the subway scene, the... I mean, him getting his teeth knocked out. I just was like, oh my gosh. This was like exceptionally challenging to watch from a violence perspective. Yeah. I just was like, oh my goodness, Mark. And, you know, Mark gets his behind handed to him every episode, literally every episode. Right. And, um, but this is different because it's at the hands of his father and, you know, um, Omni-Man in true sociopathic fashion is like, my way or the highway, and if you are going to interfere, then I'll kill you. I'll start from scratch. You know, like, what's another 17 years? I'll make another baby. I don't even care about you. And it just was like the psychological and physical damage and trauma that he put Mark through was actually quite heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. um, and so just to have to see Mark and Debbie try to rebuild, and then, you know, Mark walks in on Debbie crying, and I was like, oh my gosh, because I mean, she always knew who he was, but she didn't know who he was. Like, you know what I mean? As you mm -hmm. built this life with someone and you have this kid with someone and then it just blows up in a matter of days. Also, and so, his the things he said about her. Yes, yes. Oh, she's just a pet to me. You know, like just the right. way he's referring to Mark's mother, to Mark. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, what? So yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I was like, J.K. Simmons and I see in heaven for this role, you know, like <laughs> that's what it that's what it feels like. Like, that's oh my so gosh, funny. J.K. No, but J.K. plays it perfectly. Like, I cannot imagine any other voice actor kind of, you know, doing Omni Man because of it. But it was it was very hard to watch, but it was so good. And you know, uh, clearly, you know, there's another little Viltrumite um, Grayson. Uh, you know, there is an an extra kid. So, uh, you know, that's interesting, but yeah, just mostly watching Mark do that. But I, I am glad that Amber and Eve and William were able to be there for Mark. And now all, every, all the cards are on the table. There are no secrets, which is actually right. kind of nice. Like your friends know, let's, you know, kind of finally, finally Mark, I feel like can like share openly amongst mm -hmm. the people that he actually cares about. Um, but oh, season two, Mark. What about you? How'd you feel about the finale? I, um, oh, I was, I don't know what I was expecting. This wasn't it. Um, the why was not it. Um, mm. Look, I'll accept it. It's, it's a why, it's reasonable. I understand. It's not reasonable, but I understand the reason. 
Sorry. Like, uh, so, let, me, let me clarify. I understand the reason. Um, that said, were he not to, there, there's a better way to take over this planet. And I think that what I would have done if I were Omni-Man. Not as yell, you know. If I were Omni-Man. Right. At this, at the at the moment that he discovered that Mark had powers and what Mark's strength was, and that it was a successful growth of a child, Which, impregnate more humans consensually. Like that would be my tactic because instead of just slaughtering, being like submit or be slaughtered, right? Make more. <laughs> He's like everyone must die, and you're like. Is this really the- That's how you're taking over this planet? Why not make more of your people? Biltramites, right. Yeah. Just make more Biltramites. Yeah. Instead, he's like, I'm relying on you, Mark. And that's the thing too, you know, Mark was like, he just kept saying, everyone here will die. Okay, yes, because death is inevitable. Like, right. human beings are created and we will all die. That's fine. But he kept saying, and then when Mark says, yeah, but I'll have you, because we'll both be- and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, wow, you're right. I just, I was like, this little tinge of like heart where he was remembering Mark playing T-ball and like all that. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, but you literally just knocked his teeth out. So right. I'm confused about like you do, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's hard because Omni-Man is, and there are a lot of similarities on the internet and we've talked a lot about it too, but Omni-Man and Homeland or between Omni-Man and Homeland. Yes. And it wasn't inherently clear. So, you know, with Homelander in season one, that Homelander is misogynistic, you know, he's racist, you know, like, you know, these things very early on. Yeah. But this, we didn't know until the very end. Um, so you're just thinking he's, just a sociopath, like a murderer, because he's just, you know, ripping people from limb to limb, like whatever. Right. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is the reasoning behind it? You know, for me, he kills the immortal over and over again. And so this is what doesn't make sense to me, because he wants to rid the world of, uh, rid Earth of humans, essentially. The immortal's not human. Right. It's, I think what's interesting is, if you look at what the story was, it it was that the, the Vultramite planet they decided all only the strongest survived. So they survived. like slaughtered half their people. So then they were like, we're gonna conquer other planets and only the strongest survive. So on earth, the only, the strongest are, are the, the soups. Right, but the and, soups and every were, other soups. Right. right, the soups were the strongest of earth. So right. not, not that I'm saying kill humans, I'm saying, but like- It doesn't the, make sense that you wanna kill them too though. Right, keep the soups, and kill the humans. <laughs> I'm confused. Like it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like so, I was like, so you're killing the immortal multiple times. I might yeah. add, you killed the immortal more than once. Yeah. But like, what is the point? Because the immortal actually, like, if you're thinking in terms of war, because remember he said, well, when I got old enough, then I started to take on the war mentality or whatever. Right. Said. And it's just like, but they could be useful. So I guess I'm just exactly confused. like. 
are you going to run this earth with just you and Mark? And then you're going to make all of these additional Viltrumites just between the two of you? Like, I guess I don't understand. Right. If you need to make more, then start procreating consensually. Like, I not... I'm not saying, I'm just saying you're Omni-Man. I'm sure you can impregnate a bunch of women. I'm sure they'd say yes. But also the other soups could too. And, right. you know, by his mindset, I'm going to say just right. by his mindset, then he believes that genetically they would also be the survival of the fitness. Right. They would also be the strongest. So I'm yeah. confused. Mark is proof of concept. Make more soups. Um, it's, look... Again, you know, it's not the why that I wanted. I'm okay with it. I do love um, that Mark assumed that his dad was like hypnotized or somebody else. Yes, yes. I love that because that was my theory in the beginning was, oh, he's like hypnotized or something. He said, get out of my dad. It actually was heartbreaking though a little bit because just yeah. to see him come to terms with the fact that actually, no, this is just who he is. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, that sucks, you know. Uh, so how are you rating this? I mean, I don't know, because you you seem kind of on the fence because you didn't really like the why. So I can't say that I know where you're headed. Yeah, I don't know where I'm headed either. Um, I, It's difficult. I, I'm going to go with a kid. I did enjoy it. I did have a good time. I've loved this season. I'm, I'm loving this. Not only am I loving the show, I went to the swag website to look at buying t-shirts. Like, I'm, I'm really liking this. Um, so I'm giving it a kitten. I, yeah, that's where I'm at. What about you? Kitten all day. This whole series, season one, kitten for me. I mean, like, I, I've never rated it less than because even the episodes that were like, oh, okay, you know, I still need to know more. I still enjoyed. Like, so I just think it was a brilliantly done first season animated superhero show. And it deserves at minimum five seasons in my personal opinion. But I know that the comic books, they actually have a lot of volumes and things that they can pull from. So yay for us. But um, I feel like we probably won't get season two until, you know, 2023. But uh, that's okay. I guess it's gonna be worth the wait. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I honestly don't have any predictions though. I have no idea where this is gonna be headed. Uh, I kind of like that though. Yeah, because I think I think I might refrain from reading the comics uh, just because I I don't want to like jump ahead. Um, so I might start with volume one right now, um, just because we've gone through it. And so I'm like, oh, okay, let me see kind of what the differences are. But I hold off on volume two. I don't, I don't know. Any predictions on your end? No, this show is an unexpected hit for me. I did not expect to. Not only did I not expect to like it, I didn't expect to watch it. So like, this was a very fun surprise. And I'm very excited about a second season, more surprises. And I, it's been renewed for two and three, right? So two and three. I'm kiss. so excited. All right. So next up, let's talk about Batwoman. Here's a quick cap for the 12th episode, Initiate Self-Destruct. Ryan is faced with a difficult decision that could expose her as Batwoman, creating a rift in the Bat team. Meanwhile, Black Mask plans for Kate Kane begin to unfold. Alice is reunited with someone from her past, and Sophie must decide where her loyalties lie. So, mm, 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 mm. how are you feeling about this episode of Batwoman? I enjoyed it. Um, I like when things move. So I like that we moved forward. Um, I like that Sophie knows that it's Ryan. Um, I think it's annoying that she didn't tell the Bat team that she knows. 
because I one of my biggest pet peeves is the secrets trope. I just hate it when someone has a secret because it's dumb. Um, so Sophie, um, Sophie knows. I like that. Um, I like that Angelique is leaving. She's going into witness protection. That was a very fun thing. And I think one of the best uh, things about this episode was we understood what Kate Kane's purpose is now. Black Mask, you know, has Kate, has used Enigma to convince her that she is Black Mask's daughter, whoever she was, um, and is now going to be a murdering machine. I like this twist. I think it's interesting. And I also like that we're finally doing something with the captured Kate Kane because up until this point, I was like, what is the point? I also think the big surprise for me was Ryan as Batwoman leaving Alice to be murdered. I think that was unexpected and I'm here for it. Um, I, yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird twist. And this darker Batwoman is someone I'm here for. What about you? What did you think of this episode? Listen, I really enjoyed this. We, it feels like we got back to the essence of like the first five episodes which I enjoyed, you know, I had a lot of apprehension when they mentioned that, um, how Kate would be reintroduced. I always knew she was still alive, but I didn't really know where that was headed. I am intrigued by her believing that she's Black Mask's daughter. I don't even know what that's about, Weird. Right. but I am intrigued by how they're using her. And it intrigues me because I'm curious as to kind of what it'll look like when the people that used to be closest to her find out that she's the one behind the mask. So, um, and the murders, the mask and the murders, essentially. So yeah. I'm curious to see how that unfolds. Um, I absolutely love that Ryan left her there. So I've been saying for a long time that, you know, Alice is uh, kind of one of those villains that I wish we would kind of wrap up. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, Ryan, Ryan is not as forgiving and for Alice to say, no, I remember your mom, save me. You telling me you remember her literally will not make me save you. I was thinking, what are you doing? That's not even helpful. Like, what? <laughs> so um, I love that Ryan is like, I am a different type of Batwoman. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I don't have the mercy or the grace that you expect me to have. Yeah. I hear. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, and, and basically she's like, the blood is not directly on my hands so I can move forward with my life. And I'm like, well, here we are. So I thought that that was a great twist. Um, you know, this issue with Sophie, girl, if you don't tell them, cause I don't have time. Um, but she was so quick to tell uh, Mary that her dad is on drugs. I was like, but you also can say, listen, I know Ryan's bad woman, also your daddy's on drugs. You right. can expect both. I mean, like, I would have been fine with both. Um, but I am curious to see when Sophie gets booted out of the crows because it's coming. She's doing a lot of things yeah. and there's a lot of friction and she's like, you know, straddling both fences essentially. And that's going to have to come to a head too. So she's going to be looking for work on team Batwoman, apparently, I feel like. Good. Um, and I feel like that's going to, that's kind of where we're headed, jumping a little bit ahead of predictions. But, um, you know, it was interesting though, I will say between Alice and my boo ocean, um, you know, Alice basically when Ryan is like, is he your boyfriend? When Batwoman rather is like, is he your boyfriend? And she was like, mm, 
I did, you know, try to to kill him. And she was like, okay, but that's that doesn't mean so is he your boyfriend? And she was like, touche. I thought that that was a fabulous interaction because it's true. Like yeah. just because she loves someone, Alice loves lots of people, and then she murders them. So I mean, like she killed Mouse. <laughs> she did, she did, and that was you know her brother, you right? Know, in her mind, right? So her best friend, her brother. So uh, yeah, I'm curious to see, but yeah, shout out to Angelique being gone. You know, I've been asking for this for yes. a lifetime, and it's just mostly because their relationship is so toxic, and I needed Ryan to understand, like, girl, you don't owe her anything. That's yeah. the reality, and the fact that she was still caring, like. You also took all of the criminal charges for her, and you still feel bad that you got selected out of the group home, girl. If you don't go somewhere, like I was like, you need to take this guilt and put it somewhere else because you have paid your dues times ten. Like whatever dues you thought you had, you paid them. Like and so now for real, for real, girl, you paid them. Let her live in witness protection and move on. Like, yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, let's rate this episode. Where are you putting it? Listen, I am going to put it at a kitten. Thank you for bringing it back to the essence of why I started to love this season. It just yeah. felt like it felt like we're back. And I hope that the rest of the episodes for these season, uh, for this particular season will continue kind of in this same vein. So how about you? How are you feeling? I think I know, but you know. Yeah, I'm also giving it a kitten. This was a good episode. I'm, I agree with you. We're back to being fun and moving forward and... And I think that hopefully with Angelique leaving, with Sophie being left from the crows, so we can honestly, I'm I didn't even care about uh Papa Kane. I don't never do. I never <laughs> to care. Be honest. Never so do. like I'm I'm okay with that. Let's cut that. Let's get Sophie on team Batwoman. Um, uh, let's bring back Z uh Victor's as like let's let's keep going um let's not just keep saying in the same circles you know what let uh kate as black masks daughter kill alice let's move let's move let's Ooh, do it um, yeah twin on twin crime maybe but i mean i'm not bad <laughs> yeah. uh we know she'll have to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with that one anyway so here we are right all right any predictions i mean i think we just kind of predicted what Great. we want to happen all right. so yeah all right. Well, next up, we have Black Lightning. Here's the quick cap for the 10th episode, The Book of Reunification, Chapter 1. Black Lightning sends Gambian SOS. Lynn finds herself in some serious trouble. That is not a helpful quick cap. Here's what happened. Um, everybody has no powers. Lynn is in jail. That's what they met. Um, and Gamby, Gamby, who has been spying all season, got caught. Yay, um, finally. It was wonderful yeah. that was going to come to a head. <laughs> um, I loved the conversations happening with the powers being gone. I thought Grace not having powers was interesting because I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that Grace was a meta human. I thought well, she yeah. had something else. I thought there was something else about her that made her a shapeshifter. No, because they say all the time that she was like struggling with it when she was a child mm. um, and just kind of like not being able to control shifting. Yeah. So no, yeah. And also, wow, sorry, something random that just popped in my head because uh, when you said that, I was like, dang it, I think I might watch True Blood tonight. But yeah, so <laughs> the shape-shifting, like, but yeah, so she is a meta. So here we are. Right. All the metas happened. have no powers. I, I know. Except, this, yes. Well, never mind. I'll ask later because it is still unclear, like, 
we'll get to it, but this Tobias so, yes. Ring of Doom. So here's what I loved about this episode. We finally got, there was like a scene where they went, we're gonna explain everything. And I loved it because here's what happened. I wrote it down. So the thing that Lynn has been working on to uncover mm -hmm. for this nullification power would somehow in theory have helped someone with ALS. Because she did this research, what actually happened was she explained or she figured out how Tobias can nullify people's nullify powers. People. Right, right. The thing that Gamby's been working on uh, with this organization, they made an amplifier that has been stolen. That was by Tobias. By Tobias to amplify nullifying um, the powers. The nullifying the powers, which has been the whole that's what this honestly this episode tied so many things that made no sense together um i love the idea that no one had powers except um for people with like a dampener opposite of a dampener i think it's so weird because usually like it's the it's you give someone a bracelet to like stop their power so i like the idea that it's the opposite i think that's so fun um lynn's legal drama with this friend of hers who's coming in that Jefferson uh, is all jealous of is weird. Well, it's um, his boyfriend. Who and cares? I think, well, I think he is who Lynn would have married. Like, I think, yes. I think it's a greater story in the sense that like, sure. But in the scheme of what's going like on, he's her true love. Yeah. In the scheme, we don't care because he's providing free legal services. Right. Also like we have bigger problems. <laughs> We need um, everyone to get their powers back. And the idea that JJ jumpstarts her and then goes up into the ionosphere. I, I'm I, tired of the ionosphere. Oh, same. And I think that JJ jumpstarting hers, I think was really cute and I liked it. I also think that it should have cut out at some point. Like I think she should have jumpstarted it for a temporary because the amplifier is still going on. Yeah, so the ionosphere is a, is where the episode struggled for me. Um, yeah. Otherwise, loved it, thought it was great. You know, like we answered a lot of things. We still have the painkiller tie-in, which I am enjoying. Honestly, and how they're doing it, I like it. This was fun for painkiller. Yes, I, like I like it. This. I love this. I love this. It's woven in seamlessly. I'm there. I'm committed. I just, every time JJ goes into the ionosphere, Jennifer, JJ, all of them, to be quite honest. Right. It's reckless every single time. There is no learning a lesson. There is no. And so now what we saw this past time that she went is that there are still parts of her in the atmosphere. So she came down and now there's a cloud. Right. Um, what does this mean? And also, why does she keep doing it? I just think I'm like super fed up with her not listening. It's mm -hmm. like you died already literally uh, like uh, or whatever you evaporated i yep. don't we don't it, have time for this again <laughs> like, i think the thing that i what i think is happening is every it's like a high and every time she goes she gets this high so she's an addict like her mother and i i understand that addiction is an interesting storyline and and it you know gives her character layers i don't need it we already have so much going on um, well, we also are already tackling an addiction storyline. Right. So this is not unique in the sense that like, 
I get that she's an addict, but there has to, I don't think that that's it. I think that something is forming in the ionosphere. Oh yes. She that left will come. Right. I think that the greater purpose of showing the ionosphere is that something doomful is on its way. Mm. I don't know what that could look like. I don't know if this is how new meta humans can be created. Like, I don't know how we can harness this. I don't know anything. But I feel like it's something, and maybe maybe the key to stopping Tobias is in the ionosphere. You know, mm. like, I don't know. Um, I especially don't know, because now that he's, like, sitting on a round table of doom or, like, a, a table of villains or, ta- mm. I don't know what who this crowd yeah. of people are, but I just knew that old man had on a cowboy hat, and I was invested. It's, um, the outfits in that table of doom yes. were very confusing. Yes. I was like, where are these people from? Why is everyone in this table of doom white? <laughs> Why? Because I was like, that's it interesting. And weird. Tobias is interacting with them. Um, also, where can I get that cowboy hat? Like, there were so many things that were going through my mind as I was watching it. But yeah, I I enjoyed this episode. But now that we know, I'm kind of like, what does this mean? Sure. All right, let's rate this. Um, I think we know what you're going to say. It's a kitten. Listen, I enjoyed it. I really, really did. I'm just really pissed about this ionosphere. And I love that Gabby's girlfriend finally caught him. Um, But I am curious to see who else, like we know Tobias, but how they're working with, how they're basically getting underneath his girlfriend's thumb and, you know, kind of moving around. I feel like there's something else there because she's really good at what she does. She's also indeed a spy, right? They're mm-hmm. both spies technically, but she has been undercut twice. And I feel like there's something there. Like once by Gamby and one could argue it's because she has on the blinders of love, like, mm-hmm. you know, okay. But twice is by someone else that she doesn't yet know who it is or how. And I'm like, okay, girl, now we got to really start doing some digging. Like yeah. we got to figure this out. So I am enjoying that. So what about you? How are you going to rate it? I'm giving it a spoon. Honestly, there were parts that I loved getting answers. We know how much I love answers. Um, but also the the table of doom, whatever that was, really like pulled me out of it. The idea that Tobias, our big bad for 15 seasons, who has never stopped being the big bad, I thought you were going to say 15 years. Oh, 15 gosh. seasons um, is is actually part of a bigger plan. There are other people in charge. There, He's working for someone? What? And for how long? Right. I'm not into that. Um, and Jen's ionosphere thing, why are we still dealing with that? And this jealousy thing. I, I, there were things I loved and there were things I didn't. So spoon it is. Got it. Okay. So we don't actually know if there's a new episode because there was no preview. But um, for the next episode, what are you predicting? Because I am predicting we are going to finally figure out what the ionosphere can do, what the, you know, kind of what what the deal is with that. So what about that's, you? I, that's a great prediction. Um, I think uh, I think if, if Jen can jumpstart her power or JJ can jumpstart her power, then I think at least a couple of them will as well. Got it. Yeah. All right. So we are at the end our final show that we are about to review. Let's talk about The Flash. So here's the quick cap for the eighth episode and the uh, mid-season premiere, I guess, yeah. um, of the uh, People v. Killer Frost. 
With Frost facing an unjust punishment for her past crimes, Caitlin goes to great lengths to save her sister. Meanwhile, Barry's efforts to protect Speed Force Nora lead to a shocking discovery. It's spoiler alert. It was not shocking. It was not so, shocking um, at, at all. How are you feeling about this episode? You know I love a crime drama. You know I love a legal a legal show. Um, I do not like it when I am a better lawyer than what is on the show. Um, I think that the concept that um, they believe that they could force a cure on a person is inhumane, is 100% illegal, is never going to be possible. Um, so <laughs> I think that's interesting. Um, I Nora said my favorite thing um, is when she went, you can't trust the body that this force is taking. Do not trust or be misled by their appearance. And I went, Barry, she told you that she's evil. Um, so I was here for it. I did like, I liked the young woman that Fuerza was in. Um, it's a bummer that she's dead. <laughs> what did you think of this episode? Yeah, so... You know, I too am a fan of legal dramas. Two of my top five favorite shows of all time, The Practice, The Good Wife, legal dramas. Listen, I love it. I'm actually wearing an all right shirt right now. So I stand for it. The amount of lawyering that was happening in that courtroom, I was like, y'all, my nephew, who is not even six months old yet, could have been right. a better lawyer in that scenario <laughs> than what just happened. I am like, oh my gosh, y'all, this is terrible. Um, you know how many times I shouted objection at the screen? Objection. No, um, everyone knows who watches this show that I'm not like a huge fan of this Killer Frost storyline in general. Uh, and that, you know, we have predicted that in some sort of way they would be separated permanently. Right. One of them was going to have to go. Someone. I did not expect it to be by life imprisonment with no parole. That's an interesting choice. Mm -hmm. um, quite frankly, I would prefer to see death um, if that if that were the case. Uh, you know, Katie and her being like, Frost is my sister, super weird to me because basically just got out of your body like yesterday um I also just... question didn't caitlin make the cure to get rid of frost yes so you essentially try to kill your sister originally I mean, that's what we're, right, yeah you you made this cure your sister that right was. yeah so i mean you know here we are um the episode was okay i feel like there's a common theme every season. Oh, they pulled the wool over our eyes. Barry, they did not pull the wool over your eyes. Like I am here to tell you, kind sir, you knew, you knew in your gut because you were acting weird that Nora was not it. And you just let Iris talk you into, let her stay with us. She just, you should have sat Iris down the way Iris read Nora this episode. Mm -hmm. You should have sat her down and you should have said, girl, we are not having visitors in our home. She is not the one. I do not feel good about this. Yep. Meanwhile, Nora trying to convince Barry to essentially steal, steal this person 
perform an illegal examination against their will, mm-hmm. hold them captive until you get the results, and then maybe put them back. What? And so when Iris yells at her and reads her, which uh, honestly was my favorite moment of the episode, uh, and then turns around and goes, but Barry, it's your decision. I thought Barry's it's in right. the crossfire. Barry's in the middle like, but is it my decision? Because you I everyone here. <laughs> can't believe she was like, it's your decision. No. After after she just yelled, uh, you know, at Nora on your behalf and told yep. her what you weren't going to do, then it was like, this is your decision. I was like, just like a wife. I love it. But um, yes, yeah, it was a fine episode, uh, you know, except for the major blumbers. Uh, again, there are too many people, but I'm super glad this time we didn't have to know where uh, Chester was. I needed to know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's. <laughs> rate this episode um where are you feeling i'm feeling this is a spoon for me mostly because you know i didn't hate it there were moments that i liked putting joe on the witness stand clutch you know like okay like let's Mm -hmm. let's get joe some more action i need that um but i don't care about killer frost that i don't know any other way to say it and so it's just like I'm glad that this story arc with Killer Frost has now ended. I'm glad that we can move forward from that Mm -hmm. because I just feel like if we're going to focus on Katie, let's focus on Katie and let's focus on Caitlin's journey and what this looks like, which I'm sure is going to take a turn because she is going to miss her sister. But if what's going to happen is that we just end up seeing Katie going to prison every week to talk to her sister, I don't know about that because, I mean, I doubt she's going to be in maximum, you know, like I doubt she's going to be in a facility that does not allow visitors. And so I'm like, if we're just going to continue this by having her see her in prison, I don't want that. But I don't know. You never know. So how are you feeling? Um, I'm with you. I'm also going to give it a spoon. Um, I, I'm i glad we wrapped up the Killer Frost Caitlin drama. Um, I'm glad that we finally exposed that uh, Nora was obviously bad. Um, I, I appreciate that this episode moved the needle, but it was kind of a boring episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am much more interested in next episode when everyone else finds out that Nora's evil and how do we stop her? Because she's essentially Barry's powers. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. Now. So it's like, how is this going to happen? You know, you're really the source of the power. But the fact that Nora really came for iris and was going to kill her wow it was a distraction but also it was going to kill her right. i thought wow so um yeah it took a turn i honestly have zero predictions for next week though maybe other than cisco will say something like i'm not surprised so uh you know when he finds out about dora how about you any predictions um i predict we'll eventually um i predict we'll get the answers as to like what Nora wants and like what the other things are like I want I think this is the episode where she's where we're gonna get the like context of who the these other powers and forces are and what it is that she wants and why she needs all of theirs and that they weren't actually hunting her and whatever it is that's my prediction awesome all right so let's get to our performer of the week yeah this was really hard for me but i'm going with javicia leslie um you know what i feel like this episode of batwoman was great i think she had to do a lot of things right conceal her identity from um 
Sophie because she's protecting that. She had a little bit of love and hope when it came to uh, her boo now being gone. Thank God, because I'm over that. Um, but more than anything, I just love how she treated that scenario with Alice. She's been the entire time with Alice. They're doing a team up and then she left her there to die. And I thought, wow, what a twist that I was really not expecting. And I think she really knocked it out of the park. So I'm going to go with Javicia. So how about you? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Candace Patton. Um, uh, that is Iris West. I think that um, we don't get to see her be angry. Um, and I liked seeing her angry. I think we get to see her be uh, sad. We get to see her be stressed. Um, we get to see we get to see negative reactions. We don't see her actually yell at someone or angry. And I I enjoyed seeing that because she was right. <laughs> she was right, and it was it was great to see. And so I loved getting to see that side of her. I mean, it's been what seventeen seasons. Seven, seven seasons. Here we so, are. Like, I'm glad. Um, yeah, let's get into our style icon of the week. Yeah, uh, I, so I'm going with the cougar. That's actually my type, top style icon. Honestly, that pink cougar was like so stunning. cute. So I was like, yes, to this cougar. Um, Alice. So Alice's outfit on her walk of shame, I'm putting that in quotes because I don't think there's any shame involved. Um, and so, uh, and there's definitely, definitely no shame with this ocean. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's just only, you know, wow, I, I'm so happy I made that decision. So um, I think that outfit was so fly. It was so cute from top to bottom. She had all that skirt. Also, she got dressed hella fast. I do remember being like, wow, okay. Um, but the, she had like the um, shirt with the, what's it called? They, they weren't shoulder pads, but they were kind of like- uh, Puffy sleeves? Yeah. She had like the puppy sleeve shirt on, the really cute skirt, those boots. I thought it was a really adorable outfit. And then uh, honorable mention, I will say, Mia's second prom dress, because uh, you know, this one was a little bit different and it had like a lot of sequins and um, I thought it was adorable. So what about you? Who's your style icon? So I'm going with all the prom looks. Um, Nia's dress was amazing. Um, I am a big fan of a V-neck and it was a deep V, which I loved. It was very flattering on her. Um, I also really enjoyed what Cara wore because the top, it reminded me of, um, I wanna say, and I can't think of a specific time, but I wanna say Diane Keaton has worn something similar to the Oscars because it was like, if you notice the top was the kind of skirt bit with the like high neck and long sleeves. And then there were pants. Um, and it was such a clever, it felt very Cara, right? It's very modest and appropriate. Um, so yeah, the prom outfits were definitely my favorite. And then, you know, Kenny didn't look bad either. <laughs> Kitty is, was such a handsome, I mean, oh my goodness. We could talk yeah. about Kitty all day. Bless that little, bless that, bless. Cara, girl, go find Kitty, honey. <laughs> all right, so, oh, the WTF OMG. Okay, what was yours? Because I know what mine was. I've actually, I've already mentioned it in the show. But Okay, so my, my, my I have a WTF and it's a, it's a, confused rather than like uh shocking tobias's magic box that gives us the the table of doom whatever what was th what was that i'm also gonna say the subway fight um in invincible specifically um 
I had just said like, well, this feels, none of this feels surprising. And then he's held as his body murders everyone in the subway. And I went, oh, okay. So I have one WTF and one OMG. What about you? Yeah, the subway is going to be my OMG, mostly because I walked away truly traumatic. And, you know, Omni-Man does say something in this episode to Mark where he says, oh, was that was that death traumatizing to you? And yeah. I was like, oh. So it was that with the subway because so many innocent people died because right. of Omni-Man's action. But then it's also when Mark saves that man and Omni-Man just says, oh, and crushes his head on Mark, yeah. I was like, with that guy's like entire brain essentially splattered on Mark, I was like, this is the, and this show is violent, but this episode was like mm -hmm. leaps and bounds. I was like, I am traumatized. And this is an animated series. Right. So uh, definitely 100% OMG for that. All right. Well, that is it for Super Lady Hero Hour here on our new channel. Um, if you have not already, hit that subscribe bit button. I almost said bitten. Um, also, hit the thumbs up. Um, and uh, we have a very special episode coming this Friday. Um, keep an eye out for our review of Jupiter's Legacy, which also drops Friday on Netflix. It's going to be just a special episode talking just about that. Um, if you missed our other special episode talking about Thunder Force, um, I really recommend checking that as well. But until uh, Friday and next week, KB, where can everyone keep up with you? Per usual, the Lady KB, Instagram, Twitter, T-H-E-L-A-D-Y-K-A-Y-B. And um, I actually did some interviews for Comics Beat, AKA The Beat, on Jupiter's Legacy. They have been dropping, uh, one dropped yesterday, one dropped today. There's another one for you guys, uh, you know, coming tomorrow, potentially. But, you know, yeah, just check out the interview with the cast behind Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, but be sure to check out those interviews after you watch our review on Friday right here on Super Lady Hero Hour. And so, Yell, where can everyone find you? I am everywhere on the internet at Yell Teagle. That is Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Um, I'm so excited for us to return on Friday to talk about Jupiter's legacy. And uh, on Sunday, I will, of course, be talking about Law & Order SVU on Law & Order S Review. Um, I don't know what episode we're talking about yet, but Keep an eye out for that. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody.